Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truths and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Welcome to this week's podcast of All About Relationships. This is episode number 18. Audrey, I believe that the investment our listeners will make in listening to the podcast will really bring benefit of applying Mm -hmm. principles that can help them develop great relationships, both in their family, with coworkers, with friends, and in their marriage. Yeah, because you know what? We all want connection. We always want to feel that we're, we belong, that we're connected. And I believe, yeah, the topic we're talking about uh-huh. today is definitely going to be practical. I've actually been waiting for this podcast. Just this episode? Sh- yeah, just to be <laughs> able to share personal stuff. Yes, yes. I mean, you and I have had a big week, you know, yeah, since our have. last yeah. recording, yes. so much has happened, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in each of our lives and, and really quite separate from each other. Yeah, exactly. So you'd go first because you can talk I, about what you and the guys did because that's pretty epic. All right. You've got the epic news. I've got no, the, I don't think I've got so. sweet news. You've yeah. got epic news. Well, my boys and I, we do an annual backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. And so we plan it and we look forward to it for the entire year. And so that's what happened uh, at the end of August. I'm so proud of you mountain men. So this is like, we've got Chris, our oldest is 33 almost. And then Janelle's husband, Daniel has joined the pack. Absolutely. And then there's David who's 20, almost 28. And then Robert is almost 18. He's going to be 18. Yeah. So we started this five years ago. The, the tradition. The tradition. Mm-hmm. And that was us putting Robert into man school. <laughs> I remember so, that was the motivation. Right. We got, this kid is too spoiled and he's got it too easy. <laughs> and I think it was our sons that and said, they were really he needs into some it. man school. Yeah. So that was me as a dad saying, hey, let's stay connected, which yeah. we always have. But let's do something that's just us guys. Okay, I don't know how you chose to do the most challenging. Well, that's Christopher. Off the grid. That's Christopher. So what Christopher did is that we wanted to do it. You mean so, are you talking about five years ago? Yeah, five years ago. Yeah. Christopher, he's the one that picked the hike. That's true. So he picked the biggest, the baddest of all. Oh, he's such he's our risk taker. And so we did the Maroon Bells out of Aspen, Colorado. And the route that we took was close to 30 miles, and you cross four peaks of over 12,000 feet each. Right, so with five, no, no cell phone service. So, of course not. But <laughs> five years ago, we didn't know anything, <laughs> thinking we knew everything. And, and that, okay, and right that, there, and that trip, trouble. that trip in and of itself has a million stories. Yeah. But it was survival. Yeah. We survived. Mm-hmm. And it was really emotional. We came out of that 
um, trip, and I'm not making joke. We were traumatized. <laughs> and I was I was traumatized waiting for you because you didn't come out that yeah. night. We knew you were gone for five days, and on that fifth night, I thought by six p.m. we're going to hear from you. It was seven p.m., eight p.m. I knew it was dark yeah. in Colorado. I started calling the park. Police. It's okay. So we made it out. So that was then. <laughs> okay. So here we are, five years later. Right. And 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 we remember we are at the peak. Of, of our last pass five years ago, thinking we were just miles away from being done. And we shouted at the top of our lungs, you know, and, you know, just the victory and, and we made it. And, uh, and we said to each other, five years from now, we'll do it again. When Robert's ready to graduate from high school, let's do it again. Well, that was this year. Mm-hmm. So entering into this trip, I was nervous. Because you've done because hikes every year. I, yeah, we've done uh, major uh, trips every every year since then. But now we're facing the biggest, baddest giant that really kicked our butts. Five you know, years ago, yeah. That really mm-hmm. it it was it was work and it mm-hmm. hurt and it was it was tough. So I'm going into this remembering, okay, and that's important because I mean we were remembering. Now my son David. He put himself in the best shape he's ever been in. And he's like, I'm going to conquer this mountain. We're all (laughs) going to conquer this mountain. And it's not going to be a problem. And I'm like, well, I remember five years ago, it was a problem. So we're going into it. And Robert is terrified. And on the inside, I'm nervous, but I can't let him know. Right. So we, we had that, you know... We had our moments mm-hmm. before it even began. But here's what happened. We finished. We didn't just finish. We conquered the mountain. Yeah. And we and we'll share stories, you know, for years and years to come. Of I'm how, so glad. Of so how happy wonderful for you. it was. Now the thing is, is that it was hard. Yeah, I can only Absolutely. imagine. Absolutely. Well, when you said you started with going uphill for seven miles five straight. Five miles uphill. Oh, five miles uphill. Yeah. I can go half a mile uphill and then I'm just Five miles done. uphill. Like if it's a steep incline. Over 12,000 feet, you know, you have altitude sickness because yeah. we didn't take time to acclimate. acclimate. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there were challenges, but we did it. And I'm yeah. so proud of my boys for being so patient with me. <laughs> Yeah, that they were. My 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 David is, is. I mean, they're all just so very very dear and and kind towards me because I'm I was the dad at the back of the pack. Yeah. And so Robert, five years ago, he and I were at the back of the pack struggling, right. and I was encouraging him. This trip, Robert was at the front, wow. leading wow. everyone. What he, a guy! Yeah, it was good. What so, a guy! Anyway, that was my week. Um, and, you know, um, four nights, four days, and best time of our life. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then meanwhile, I was back home, and, and Janelle lives in Phoenix, where I am, and she's been married a year now. She's 30. And um, a lot of you may have listened to last week's episode. Uh, we called it uh, I Don't Care. And I talked about the struggle I had with Janelle. Well, because I was getting responses from you guys who were listening, I was able to tell Janelle, I said, listen, sweetie. I said, you have no idea how many people have responded saying, I'm going to be a different mom because I'm going to believe in, believe in who my child really is. And I said, thank you, Janelle, for giving me permission, you know, to tell yeah. these stories right. that are very, very vulnerable 
And 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 yet we, Bob, we laughed so much and had so much fun while you're gone. Isn't that good? And we didn't. We you told we, me that you ate anything. And we, I was just gonna say, I ate Lucky Charms. Oh my! French toast. Oh my! No raisin toast. A lot of Lucky Charms. And I made we my. We had freeze dried fruit. I know. Food. <laughs> I was thinking about you. It says. Are you going to pay me a million dollars to go on that hike with but you? But we did drink fresh water. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. Glacier water. You know what I ate? Okay, so tell me if any of you have heard of this, but it's this butterscotch marshmallow squares. And for some reason, it's my, um, what does Superman have? Kryptonite? Is yeah. kryptonite? Whatever. Anyway, I the first night after the guys left, I have the whole house to myself alone. And I've been really busy since January. Every day has been scheduled and I had nothing on the schedule. And I just felt like dancing by myself through the house. And then I decided to go to the grocery store and buy marshmallows, peanut butter, and butterscotch chips and make this um, butterscotch stuff. Right. <laughs> Bob, it was a nine by 13 pan. And over the I five- I didn't see any when I got home. No. Over the five days, I ate the whole thing. And you have to understand, Bob and I have been on keto for almost two years now, so I don't do stuff like this. And I loved every second of it. I think my digestion system was going, what did you do to me? But it was worth it. So you were, I was like indulging while you were, you were dying. No, no, you uh, weren't dying. Sorry. We we were enjoying it. You were enjoying yourself. We absolutely did. Enjoyed every, every minute of it. Um, Hope for um, new beginnings, I think, is is really real in mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, hope that things would be different. You know, even me going into this uh, hike, you know, that was the only thing that I had was that I would hope that it'd be different than last time, than five years ago. And a lot had changed. You know, Robert had lost a lot of weight and had gotten stronger. I'd gotten older, but uh, I, I as well, you know, lost some weight, you know, right. since then. But, you know, you have this anticipation, you know, that things will be different. Yes. But the only way that they can is that if if you choose to be different. Yes. Uh, you know, again, that definition of of crazy, you know, is just doing the same thing over and over again, thinking Things will be different. Hoping that you'll Hoping. get different results. That is the definition of insanity. So, um, so it was. It was. Uh, I, I had hope that things would be different, and they were. Yeah. Because our approach was different. Mm-hmm. Um, the mountains were the same. The elevation was the same, but our preparation was completely different. And that's what. If you, see, we can never waste our pain when it comes to life. And I think of our episode last week, I told the story of our daughter, Janelle, when she was making choices that were just think, leading her down a road that seemed like there would be no way back and the, the destruction ahead for her. And yet um, I couldn't change her decisions or her point. All I could change was my perspective and my point of view towards her. I could believe I could remember who the real Janelle is, or I could be obsessed with thinking about her choices and needing to fix her. And um, so that all changed as you listened to last week's episode. Um, But living above the hope line changes everything because it changes your perspective because the land of hope is a really great place to live. That joy, that joy, that hope. Hope is the joyful, confident anticipation that the promises of God can and will be my reality. That's hope. Mm-hmm. Hope just isn't that, you know, um, passive, uh, jo- you know, 
golly gee, wouldn't that be nice if it right. were? But there's this confidence, this joyful, confident anticipation of the promises of God really becoming yours. So, you know, me just, you know, saying that statement for some of you is just like, wow, that's that's nice. But really, how do I begin entering, you know, that what's the journey or the steps that I can begin to take? And so what we want to talk about is number one is begin to notice. Mm -hmm. And it in in relationships, what we tend to notice initially in a relationship are all the benefits Mm -hmm. of, of everything that you can do and be for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, you look good. You feel good. You You are good. I mean, all of those. Yes. I might have been 17 when you met me, but I'm taking it. Oh, it was all good. (laughs) It was. And I mean, you You look pretty good yourself. You only see good. In your cowboy boots, your white t-shirts and your size 32 Levi's. Right. So (laughs) this is the the easy. This is the romantic. This is the... You're love just full, is blind so, kind of state is is of, blind, of, of a relationship. But you're so full of possibilities. Yeah. And that's where hope is. And It's I, the joyful anticipation. Yeah. You know, that this relationship is going to go somewhere. So this is the scoop, honey. I actually believe, and I do, I live in the land of hope right now. Mm-hmm. So when you, you're describing this, I wake up there. I but wake the, up in the land right, of hope. Right. But what you have done in order to live there... He's made a lot of choices. Is that you have <laughs> you have had to offload a lot of baggage. 100%. So we have brought so much baggage into it. So in in the in initiation, you For know, some in this reason, beginning the stages of a beginning. relationship. Oh yeah, you hide all that stuff. Oh yeah, you, you managed to. Squish oh, your, it your somewhere. culture, your customs, you know, your differences. Your, your differences. Oh, your they don't matter. We'll never fight. We'll never argue. We'll look never at have all, disagreements. Look at, look at how we, you know, we match. I mean, we're yeah. so perfect with each other. Right, 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 right. And then all of a sudden, the baggage, yeah. eventually, and and it's surprising how quickly it can shift from seeing only good. To right. seeing only exactly. challenges, difficulties, hardships, disappointments, you know, with each other. Not to say that they're not real. Right. But all of a sudden, I begin to miss or I'm not noticing the beauty. And for some people, it happens right on their honeymoon. I mean, we were just oh, counseling a goodness. couple last week. Tragically. And, 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 I'm surprised at how many. It was it a young couple then. married about 10 years. But we said, hey, let's go back to the first disappointment and they both were quiet for a minute. It was just a FaceTime appointment. Right. But they both, you could tell they said, well, how early in our marriage do you want to go? Can we tell you about what happened on our honeymoon? Right. And and they chuckled and they laughed about it. For a second. You know, no, no. Yeah. But as though it didn't mean anything. Yes. You know, because now, now they're on the other side looking back, and this is what the 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 phrase they would basically use. That was just ridiculous. Yeah. Meanwhile, they held to the pain and the belief of the other person. And the disappointment was very real. Very real. And when we went there with them, we actually went past the veneer mm-hmm. of it being just a of silly situation. Of masking it. You know? But we went below that, mm-hmm. and we went to this place of pain that they both were feeling. And the exact things that that disappointment had written on their heart is the same things they're dealing with today. And they went, Years and years later in their marriage. And the lights turned on and they said, oh my gosh, I still feel that way about you. I still 
see you that way. I still, I still treat you that way. I still believe that you're going to disappoint me in this way Mm -hmm. because they had never navigated through, you know, we talk about the disappointments and it's not where we're going to today as much as how different it is to live in a land of hope. But but you see what happened is they, they had an experience. Yes. This is, this is what happened. They had an experience Mm -hmm. and, and, and it was devastating, but not knowing how to navigate the disappointment. All of a sudden, you begin to look at the person in the you know in a different way. Yeah. And and now anything that hints at that at that you're never going to smells yeah. like that. All all of a sudden now you're just gathering further evidence mm-hmm. to the belief that now you're leaving within your heart that is extremely limiting to the relationship. So how do you live truly dwell in a land of hope? Where you you are no longer run by your your buried pain because right because unresolved feelings yes. they never go away we just store them we uh-huh. push them down and and it's not that you're trying to hang blame no oh, it's it's because, because of you, you did this or it's yeah. you know this or that no no it's the significance and it's the value and what. I allow it to say about myself or about our relationship. Right. So that's 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 where those feelings really, really have right. Power. Those unresolved negative feelings are influencing our health, our success, mm-hmm. our relationships. And you know what, Bob? They're affecting our. They're influencing our words. Yeah. Whether we and know those, it or not. Right. And then those words become these vows. Yes. Where we can even find it in our own language, where mm-hmm. we say, "I'll never." Right. And or I you and then this always. couple this couple said, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean I married a wife who's not gonna be playful and yep. fun? And she goes, I guess I'm not. I yep. guess and she goes, I guess I'll never be enough for you. Yeah. And these those are those became the story of their life. You see me that way. I guess therefore I, I guess I am. I am that way. I guess I am not enough. Because I could never be enough for you. I was yeah. a disappointment then. I've been a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I guess I always will be. Exactly. And so now we have a couple that's coming to us and say, we want, basically, in essence, they're saying we want to feel connected. Well, if you want to feel connected, then it starts by saying, I'm going to choose to live in the land of hope. Right. Because feelings, yeah. feelings, and, and this is important, feelings are very, very real, mm-hmm. but feelings are not always true. But as well, feelings are are the language of the heart. Yes. So the belief of my heart, feelings give expression to really what's going on beneath the surface. And feelings, no matter how illogical they are, will drive the words that we speak. Yep. And we will use our words to hurt each other, and um, or, or we can use our words to heal each other. And, and, and so this is where... The importance of what we're talking about, noticing, starts. Okay, so if we want to live um, in the land of hope, Bob, I believe there's actually a secret portal. Let's find a portal. Yeah, because I like a door. People like that word. I I love that word. I love that word because if it's a land, it's a land that I want to live in. I want to know how to get there. Okay. I want to know where the door is. Yes. And and I'm a visual person, and I know a lot of our listeners here are too. So I love the visual of the line, the witch, in the wardrobe because it looks like just a regular wardrobe. Just a normal wardrobe. But you step through all those coats, and all of a sudden you're in Narnia, this whole Uh new land. So if we have that in our in our visuals, how about there's a wardrobe called thankfulness? Uh-huh. 
and the thankfulness portal is opened and you enter into a land of hope. I believe that thankfulness is that powerful. powerful. I, I believe that scripture isn't kidding when it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving mm. in your heart. His courts with praise. I yeah, think he knew what he... I that's think, profound. Yeah, this is, this is the entryway. This is the mm-hmm. entrance into a land where there is hope yeah. for possibilities, yeah. for connection, and for turnaround. Because yeah. people are waiting for new beginnings. Yeah. And... Um, and so, you know, in, in, a, in a relationship where you feel as though you're getting the short end of the stick, mm-hmm. you know, you feel as though, you know... You're not being appreciated. You're not being valued. You're not being noticed. Um, this is where it begins by f- first and foremost, really going to the Lord. Yes. And and let Him remind you of who you are. Yes. Because that really is a work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. It, it speaks about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit comes not to tell you what's wrong with you, but rather to tell you what's right with you. That's a new thought see, for me it, because... Yeah. yeah, but if I'm looking to my spouse or I'm looking to my employer or my children or someone else to find my value, my dignity and worth, I'm a user in that relationship and I will eventually begin to despise those people. But when I find my, the truth of who I am in God, mm-hmm. the one who loves me and will never disappoint now I become solidified and satisfied in knowing who I am. Then no longer do I use you to serve me. And so this is really, really important. So when you said you enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, you're into his courts with praise, it really begins in that love relationship with Jesus. Yes. But now what I want to do is I want to connect with you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're my wife. You know, right. these are my children. This is my neighbor. Yeah. You know, the neighbor that has the parties late at night, whatever. Right. You see, can you find something thankful? Yeah. Is there something that you can be thankful this for about your kids? Or, you know, or, yeah, go ahead. Because it was the long weekend last weekend, and and there was a, there was partying going around, just you know across the way from where we live, and um, um, Janelle said, "Well, are you going to talk to them? Like, what's going to happen?" And I said, "Nope, and <laughs> not nope. a chance." I said, "Guess what? I'm appreciative. You know what I'm thankful for right now? That I'm hearing happy sounds. Happy sounds. There might be music and a lot of yep. noise, but you know what? No one's yelling at each other, so I can yep. be thankful for that. You can always find something. Always. I am thankful that other people are merciful to me when you guys there, are over for dinner. And be- that's and that is finding that place of mercy. Yeah." Because you know when the kids come over and we eat outside, yeah. I'm sure so, anyone in a radius of right. a so mile So God is extremely merciful to me. Yeah. And he reminds me when I'm in air, Bob, what you're participating with, the direction that you're going, the choices that you're making mm-hmm. is incongruent with who you really are. Yes. And he reminds me of who I am. And I get back you know, in that place of righteousness. Yeah. You know, no longer does iniquity have a place in me. Right. And so anyhow. Righteousness that, as it should good. be. Yes. And so so um, what happens with this in this land of hope, we get thankful. So I, I'm glad you pointed that out. The first thing we need to do is get peace in our heart. I just received a text. I haven't even told you about this. Yeah. Um, about 
right before we started recording from someone who said, um, you've got to help me. Um, this is a couple that had been here for a three day intensive and they said, I'm panicked right now because, um, he's doing this again. And it makes me think maybe he's doing this. Okay. Generally, I'm just trying to keep it general. Yeah. There's some signs, right? right? PTSD. There's some sure. trauma there. And she's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And she said, I'm feeling panic. So I immediately texted her before I came in mm-hmm. to do the, the podcast recording. And I said, first things first, take a deep breath and experience his peace. He's got you covered like a blanket. Yeah. And this is, this is, I mean, sometimes it's obvious, mm-hmm. you know, the behavior and you begin to notice, mm-hmm. but then you want to notice most of all what's going on inside of me. Exactly. Why am I and reacting so am like I, going I am? To, uh, to allow this fear to dictate and drive my life mm-hmm. or am I going to recognize I have a limitation? Yeah. The feelings, the thoughts, you know, um, that I'm experiencing right now, they're mm-hmm. very, very real. Mm-hmm. Now I want to cross over into hope. Yes. Now I want to cross over into new possibilities because who I am in my life isn't contingent on what the other person does or doesn't do. And so that is where then you've got to press into Jesus big time. Yeah. So yes, you've got real limitations. Yes. Yes. It, it's you're scary. experiencing. The yes. F- absolutely. You are scared. But I get it. Jesus, will you remind me? Yeah. And so right before we pushed record, um, she said, I did it. I, I felt the blanket. Hmm. I started breathing. I started feeling his peace the again. Rest. And yeah, then safety. I, I, because then I said right. to her, I said, now when you, when you talk to him, it won't be out of emotion mm-hmm. or of accusation or out of judgment. So I said, here's what I'd love for you to do. I'd love you to say, sweetie, you know what? This is something I really appreciate about you lately. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this and this and this and this. Just with that gentle tone, just start off so that your his defenses are down. The you're not first you're thing, not attacking, yeah. you're not accusing. Right. This is something I have noticed and I, and I appreciate and I'm thankful and mm-hmm. I appreciate it about you. So now I just want to say when you didn't when you didn't tell me where you were when this happened, it got me scared. Can you please help me and assure me in some way or the other? And that's a lot of mercy. Yeah. So that that is the choice. I'm going to see the person with mercy. Right. And maybe that person is misbehaving and they need oh, to gosh, have yeah, a difficult yeah. conversation. We're not, or we're not or gonna, maybe it was We're her, not going to turn the blind eye no, to it. No, but maybe it was PTSD and she was, quote unquote, really overreacting out of her fear. Well, there, then you can take the conversation from there, but still stay in the land of hope, mm-hmm. even if it is a next level right. difficult conversation because you always have to be able to speak the truth in love yes exactly you, it, it, 100% and whenever truth, there's fear 100% they, truth 100% yep. love and if you're not feeling um the the care and the insurance assurance of god you're going to be freaked out and you're going to you're going to they're going to experience you as very controlling yeah because we do invest into each other using words. Yes, we do. Positive or negative. Yes. And that's what I've really found for me. Um, Bob, this is just personal for you and me. Words are a really big deal. To me, words are an expression of the heart. Words are something that comforts me, to reassure me. Yeah. And that's not just you. I believe that's everyone. Yes. It, it is because you, you're a person of a lot of words. Yes, I know. They come easily for me. Right. But when you pause and get my attention and really connect, Right. then your words really mean something to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, hey, Bob, you know, thank you so much. Oh, I really appreciate that. Okay. 
you'd from say across that the world. Yeah, you'd say that to anyone, but when you come close, in case you then want it means lips. something. See, I could say <laughs> thank you. I could say thank you from across the room, right? And you soak it up. Oh, that's all I need. Right. So this, you again, don't need to it's kiss personality me or anything. differences, but the right. whole thing is, is that we want to connect. We really do. And so um, something that I have really found to be a help um, is the love, we call it the love, value, and appreciate. Uh-huh. And there can be an immediate turnaround. If I am in pain or you have hurt me or someone else has hurt me, even accident. sometimes you hurt me accidentally, honey, without even trying. I, I've been told. Yeah. Yes. I don't tell you off. No, I mean I bet you have told <laughs> me is that what I'm to saying. You. When you say I've been told, it sounds like yeah, I like you don't scolded have to you. Kick me. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I did. I kicked you. I said she I don't did. scold you because no, I I, I have never scold. scolded. I guess no. I think when I hear the word told, it makes me feel like I've scold. Been told. Yeah, I've been told like no. scolded. Okay. No, I don't I, think I I've ever. say that again. Oh, <laughs> see, we find we find out that couples have oh, different definitions yes, for words. Keep going, we're running out of okay, time. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess that's another episode. But anyway, I find that um, through the years, even let's just not even make it about you. If my feelings have been hurt by someone else, and I just want to go to you for comfort or for assurance about me, yeah. For years, I would, I would just try to explain how I felt just right. to try and get it all out. Right. But then we found, then I realized that what I really needed was encouragement. Yeah. And, and, and that's not always natural for you, Bob. So I could, I actually, um, taught, is the word taught. Okay. I taught you what I needed in those moments. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. That okay. doesn't, that doesn't bother me, but I know not to teach you that I've learned. Well, <laughs> but you can teach me. Um, let, let me, because in this episode, I want you to, you know, have, have a take home, mm-hmm. you know, applied to life. Yes. And that is, I, I want you to begin to live in hope. Mm-hmm. And so in living in hope, you're going to begin to notice, mm-hmm. notice. What to be thankful initially, for. And notice initially, hey, I have a limitation. Yeah. You know, in 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 uh, navigating a disappointment in previous episodes, that's what we talked about at the very beginning. Hey, these are the feelings, and I'm and I want to experience, you know, the love of God. But boy, I've got some real limitations here. We've we've talked about that, and uh, but you know this this hope, you know, for things to be different, new in in a relationship. I think that's what people really want is. I want to experience new. I want harmony, you know, in our relationship. I want this mutual sharing of life and love, you know, one with another. But boy, we just keep going around and around and around and they lose hope. Mm -hmm. Will they ever change? Mm -hmm. Well, I want us to begin to take, you know, inventory of ourselves and just say, you know what, I'm going to live in hope. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to enter through this portal of Thanksgiving. Yep. I, I was on the mountainside, um, you know, just a few days ago with my boys. And so uh, day one, Robert was terrified of the hike. Terrified. Day one, it's like he took the bull by the horn. Oh, you mean before he even entered, yeah, he was terrified. Yeah, before he even started. But then day one, he just went. He took the, yeah, he just like, and he Headed up that mountain. Not to say that he didn't struggle. We all did. Yeah. Day two, no problem. Day three, no problem. Day four, he couldn't finish fast enough. Yeah. And he was missing the joy in the journey. Oh, on the last day? Even though, even though it was so difficult, so challenging, you know, 
we didn't want it to be over. And for him, it couldn't be over fast enough. Mm-hmm. And he would, all that he was really concerned about was pizza. Because we're going to have pizza. He's <laughs> been that eating night. dehydrated food for four days. Yeah. So he was. He's 18. Of course he wants but pizza. But his mood was affecting the group. Oh, because he was starting to get frustrated how long the day was going? Yeah. We yeah. weren't going fast enough. You know, he was feeling tired. I mean, everything was, was now so, compounded, yes. you know, in this moment. And I think sometimes, you know, people in relationship, you know, we hey, feel impoverished. We've been climbing yeah. mountains. Yes. And I feel you know, thirsty, hungry, and hungry, impoverished. Thirsty, low functioning, if you want to call it that. But I just have, might be. I have nothing left to but give. But will we ever reach that finish line? Will it ever end? And I know for Robert, that was it. Will this ever? And it was like th- there was no consoling him, there was no speaking common sense, mm-hmm. you know, or, or logic to right, him. Right. And so I just, for hours, you know, had different moments for hours and I validated his pain. I validated the way he was feeling. I validated how the sun, you know, was affecting our day. That entire day we walked in the sun, no shade. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things. But then the one thing that I challenged him with was thankfulness. Mm, cool. You know, Robert, we can always be thankful. There's always something. And he and he put up a resistance, yeah. you know, to me. And we talked more about it. But then this is what I noticed. Later that afternoon, he begins to be thankful. He made the switch. His attitude changes. The, the atmosphere changes. Yes. All of a sudden, I mean, he still wanted to be done. Of course. He still wanted pizza. Right. But. For several days after, I've never experienced him being so thankful he to me. He was using words. It was really He awesome. was using words, and he still is today. I, I noticed it today. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's something that happened with him, and there's an immediate turnaround. But do you know you can't be thankful till you notice? Right. You have to notice something to be thankful for. Now, one of the things we noticed on this trip, and I'll, I'll, I'll try not to tell too many stories, but uh, it was... It was um, <clears throat> getting emotional thinking about it. But it was a taste of paradise, if I could say, because you would take three steps and it was as though there was a bouquet of flowers at your feet. So many wild the flowers. The hillsides wow. full of flowers. Wow. I mean, it was ama- our last um, um, Pass. mountain pass that we were climbing. David was with me, encouraging me, you yeah. know, come on, <laughs> come Dad. On, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we would stop a couple times. And I'd say, David, can you smell the aroma? Wow. Can you smell the aroma? Yeah. You see, life might be really hard. Yeah. You, you, you might be in a valley or you might be climbing, you know, a mountain pass. That seems impossible. But and all along and the way, if you can begin to notice yeah. there's beauty in the journey yes. and yes. you will get there. There's always there's beauty. beauty in there's the journey. Always I remember beauty. in my in the most painful times of my life. Yeah. All of a sudden I began to remember. Yeah. And I began to notice, notice. 
the good, yes, the beauty, yes. And I began to use words of yes. being thankful. Yes. And so we get to choose to wear that pair of glasses saying, I'm going to see what's right with the people around me instead of what's wrong. Because when you love, when you're in agreement with how God feels about someone, you know, you, you enjoy people more when mm. you're, even if you're going uphill, like people, like we've gone through times in our relationship where it is, feels uphill or a relationship with our kids where it feels uphill, but there's always something to be thankful for. And there's always beauty somewhere. So, um, the apply to life, we're going to be almost done this, um, podcast, but the apply to life, Bob really happens. And I was kind of opening up to this is called love, value, and appreciate. Right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Because this is something that any couple can do. And it's basically this, take time to not do it across the room, but go up to each other, look into each other's eyes. It can sound as cheesy as anything. And I don't even care because it's real. Take their eyes and take and their hands, take their hands, <laughs> not their, their eyes. eyes, look in their eyes. How's that? Yeah. And um, say something that you love, value and appreciate and make it recent and make it specific. Yep. Or you can make it a memory, but as long as it's really specific, yep. that's the biggest thing. And, um, and boy, if you can go back and forth once or even twice with this, mm-hmm. it brings that connection that can be an immediate turnaround into the land of hope because you're noticing something you love. Yeah. And it's sometimes challenging when you're not having, when you're getting impatient with your spouse or something. But I'll tell you, this is that secret portal. It's that secret portal of thankfulness. So Bob, should we demonstrate that? Go ahead. Okay. So I, um, Bob. Uh, yes. And I'm close to you. I'm not quite holding your hand, yes. but I'm very close. There he is. Okay. Um, I love, value, and appreciate how how um, really patient and gentle you are with Robert. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, like even like you describing just now in the mountain when you were talking about how you were you validated him and all that. Like you just next level when it comes to mercy, like never before. Mm. Like you're just an amazing dad. And I when you when I say that I love you and appreciate because when you love the kids that I'm a mama to, it's like loving me, you know? And so you being so patient with Robert and such a good dad, just, I really love value and appreciate that. Yeah. I thank you, sweetie. I I really appreciate that. And it was meaningful for me. It was, you know, for all of my boys, all of them, Christopher, uh, David, Daniel, Robert, all of them. I mean, that it's what I love the most. And so thank you for noticing and Audrey, I just love, value, and appreciate, and and I just want to kind of bring it bring it back to you and and the week that you had with Janelle. I it it was just beautiful. I was so excited to hear how the two of you really connected. You know, we're, we're as, like best buddies. I I know that, <laughs> and you know her and Daniel and our family. God's healing our family. He and, is. He continues and, to yeah, heal our family. And what a tremendous gift they are. So I know, you know. Thank you. You know for for doing that, and um, you know just investing in in yourself in that relationship. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And now if you're listening, it is. And I think people can feel the sweetness and the tenderness of this because we're being just honest. But if you maybe didn't go on a trip and you're thinking, wow, we didn't have a trip to be thankful for. I mean, I'm going to go next level and I'll just say, Bob, I'm going to go do another one because you can get something different. Okay. And you know what? I love, value, and appreciate. This sounds crazy that you bought that shirt you're wearing. 
Oh. Because I think it's my new favorite. <laughs> like it's full of palm trees and it just says, uh. it says to me, party in paradise. That's what that shirt says. And I just love your I, shirt. I, I'm just glad I you bought it. I love my shirt too. Yeah. And I almost didn't buy it because it was too much party. And I know how you like gray. Yeah. So, but no, I love this. I li- it's navy, like but it's shirts. full of little teeny tiny palm trees. Yeah. I, and then I can say about your shirt, I'm glad that you like the shirt that I bought you. Yeah, because sometimes when you buy presents, you I don't return like them. them. Oh, I know. And <laughs> but I've that been- one, this one is is the mountains and the sunshine, and it says, uh, "Still plays outside." And you That's know, I my do. sweetie. She yeah. still plays outside. I love outside. playing outside. So thank you for the shirt, babe. Well, we had so much more yet to share in this podcast, but uh, we need to uh, draw it to a close. Yes. Thank you. Uh, for your time and caring about the relationships um, that are all around you and the significance that you have in their lives. And boy, if, if you're finding yourself, you know, climbing a mountain and you're, you're just feeling that altitude sickness and you're struggling, there may be a bouquet of flowers just at your feet. You know, there might be people at the ahead of you that have made it and you'll make it too. Yeah. There may be a voice behind you just encouraging, don't quit, don't stop. Just smell the fragrance along the way. You'll make it. You really will. Yeah. And um, this, th- this can be a new beginning for you if you would be willing to enter through that portal of thanksgiving. Yeah. Just being thankful. And begin to watch yourself live in a land of hope. This really could be your immediate turnaround today. You can't be thankful till you notice. So I I hope that you've heard this message. Take notice, be thankful, and enter into that land of hope. And this goes with every relationship. We just demonstrated it with um, the two of us doing this together as a married couple. But you can just, you don't have to demand it from others, but you can just go up to your parent or your kid or your friend and just say, you know what? I love value and appreciate. And just mm-hmm. say it, make use that investment. The words. Yeah. Use, use the, the words, words. Mm-hmm. and, and just see what kind of seeds that your words are planting into their heart that when you water those seeds, it'll turn into a connection in your relationship. Yeah. Because we invest in each other using words. Thank you for joining okay. us. We really hope that as we close it, our prayer is that you've been filled up with God's faith, like just faith in, in what God can do and it filled with hope and love because a wonderful future lies, lies ahead for those who love peace. Good. Have a great week.